What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an online platform dedicated to the eradication of the most common chronic diseases we see in our community, heart disease, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes. Our mission at the Black Health Academy is to arm you with all the knowledge you need to Take your health into your own hands, turn that thing around, and extend the life of yourself and your family. So welcome to the podcast. I am your host and the Black Health Academy founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Gifford with Jack. Hey, Jack. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to actually focus on one of those chronic diseases in particular, obesity. So we're going to do a deep dive today into obesity. We're going to kind of consider this actually a uh, mini masterclass on obesity because we oftentimes use the word interchangeably when we're talking about being overweight. Right. But obesity is an actual disease. So we're going to get into obesity as a disease. But first, we're going to delve into our driven segment. Driven is our segment where we highlight someone in our community who has made a significant health or excuse me, significant contribution to health and or wellness. But today we kind of want to put a spin on it mm -hmm. because um, we haven't done the driven segment in, in a bit because we really haven't had anybody or that stood out. But as you and I were talking offline, kind of thinking about, you know, just the everyday average person mm -hmm. who really tries to make a genuine effort right to do something in their health and i think we should we're going to highlight some individuals today um that no one knows their name or who they are but just people who you know get information and implement right, right. so i did a speaking engagement just yesterday jay um it was called the vision 19 conference all about planning for 2019 and it's a two-day conference and so the first day was myself and about three other speakers. And uh, at the end of the event, everyone did vision boards and it was really nice. And of course, my lecture was all on health and wellness and then where to get started. Right. And I went over uh, my our chance weight loss formula. Mm -hmm. So, you know, did it had a great spiel, got a great feedback from the audience. People were asking questions and really, you know, deep diving into the information. It went really well. So the next day on day two of the conference, the individuals who had the VIP ticket, they got a workout with me the next morning. Right. And so I came in the next day, uh, led the workout. And so at the end of the workout, I said, okay, who got up this morning and drank water first thing? Why? Every hand went up. Wow. Every hand, Jay. And then while we were working out now, one of the people who was in the workout classes was also one of the speakers, right? Mm -hmm. So I, her name is uh, Precious. Shout out to Precious. Hey, girl. And Precious, all during the day prior, we were all, all the speakers were sitting at the same table. She didn't know I was the health and wellness speaker. So she had got up before the event. Uh, started and went to one of the uh, vendor tables and bought her a piece of cake, right? Right. And so she came back to the table. She's like, oh, I got my cake, right? And, you know, I don't ever, yeah. you know, pass judgment on anybody like that. She didn't know who I was, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as they find out who I am, they start making excuses, let me know what their life is like, right? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you the health and wellness? Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to eat this cake with this going to be, you know how it goes, yeah, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. So, so Precious had her cake at the event. So she spoke first. And then I spoke and she during when she spoke, she was every now and then she probably cracked about two or three jokes about her cake. 
right? Mm-hmm. Even when she spoke, she's like, I, I, I changed. I done got through this in my life and I worked through this, but I ain't giving up my cake yet, at least in the whole audience will laugh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? Okay, so fast forward to the next morning. We're all working out. Everybody's hand went up when they said they started their day with water. And why Precious say, I threw away a whole piece and a half of cake, like a whole slice of cake. And just yesterday. So she's one of those people who, who's really good with implementation and can't ignore good good old-fashioned, wholesome common. I mean, not common sense, but yeah. good advice. and Yeah. Right. And, or at least having that guilt. Because I'm sure I didn't say anything she didn't know. She kept admitting over and over again, I got an addiction to cake. Cake is my thing. And then today she's like, you'll be so proud of me. I just threw it away. Yeah. Delivery is everything, though. Jay. I was... Because cake was the theme of the day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was huge, uh, specifically coming from her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's really honestly, truly. So that got me to thinking a couple days ago, a couple days ago, um, we had our monthly plant-based nutrition support group in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And you were there. Right. And we go around in the audience and people say what they did. Since the last meeting, somebody came up to me like, I tried okra and I didn't put in any oil, you know, like you said. And, you know, everybody's talking about how they increase their water. And I'm just like, y'all are real MVPs. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's truly what it is. Just the baby steps. And so, you know, um, my little part of the driven segment, I just want to highlight those of you who either listen to the podcast, you know, watch or read or listen to the content we upload inside academy follow us on social media personal friends and family of mine and i want to highlight those of y'all who just lurking in silence who's still doing stuff and trying to do stuff just because you hear it you don't Mm -hmm. say it you don't raise your hand to be acknowledged you don't you know you don't comment and say you know because of you guys i did this we don't care but if you just you know bought one less sugary cereal drunk Mm -hmm. a little more water you this driven segment segment is dedicated to you Absolutely. Yeah, I know a few people. I think the the biggest thing with me that makes me go like, wow, that's so dope is when when someone is with me and hanging out with me and they're full-fledged like meat eaters, but they're like, I'm with you and this is a perfect opportunity for me to do the hands-on plant-based thing. Like, Mm -hmm. well, what are you eating? I'm eating this. Well, I'm going to eat that too. Just to open their minds up. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of times where people are like, I'm not, uh uh-uh, I can't, shout out to you, but I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I love when I'm with someone and they're like, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, that's what I'm going to do too. But, you know, at my job, um, I'm really... You know how hard we are against the added sugar. Like yeah. Someone just asked me, how much added sugar do you uh, have in your diet? I really couldn't tell them, but I think the number is probably anywhere from maybe like one to three percent with added sugar. Yeah. And um, so a friend of mine who's with me all the time stopped, like she drunk, used to drink pop every day. Now she just drinks strictly water. I'm like, that's a big deal. That's huge. That's a big deal. That's so major. Yeah. Because... You're here, and that's what I tell you're here at work is your life for a, a number of hours during the week. Like, yeah. you get here, and let's say 
10 o'clock and you're working. That's your whole day. Yeah. I mean, you get some hours before you go. A lot of people are asleep. And then you get some hours when you go home. But right. usually that's just kind of relaxing or whatever. This is the bulk of your day right here. Yeah. So how you choose to handle it as far as nutrition and things of that nature, that's really vitally important. So, yeah, she stopped drinking the pop and started drinking the water. And I was just super proud of her about that. Yeah. As am I. I yeah. Will, yeah. Majorly proud of you. Um that is phenomenal. And then there's either be people in our family. I told you about my mom this week. Yeah. I, your mom was at the... Uh, I, oh, yeah. The Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group. She ain't had chicken in months. She right. hasn't... Like, y'all y'all really make us really, really proud. Right. So, just thank you guys. We really mm-hmm. we really love you guys. So, that's our driven segment. Um, and, and driven segment is always to give you a reminder to get in the driver's seat of your own health. And whatever that looks like. As we know, start where you are. If it's drinking more water, if it's reducing that sugar, if it's taking just one animal product out of your diet versus trying to do all the animal products out of your diet, how can you can you trade in, you know, that that milk for a non-dairy milk? What can you do just slightly differently um, and start, you know, laying those small building blocks and eventually you'll have an entire foundation. So right. great job, guys. Thank you. Thank you for continuing uh, to listen and make those significant changes. So next, Jay, let's move into Wait What? Wait What is our segment where we identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? I know... Um, Something we can talk about together is your experience this past weekend. Uh, That's our weight what? Yeah. With um, your nutrition class, your monthly nutrition class. Yeah. And, and that whole scenario that had you like on 10 this weekend um, was showing up to your nutrition class and having to turn people away as they pulled up to the door. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a major weight. What um, I, at the Black Health Academy, we teach a free community nutrition class every month here in Detroit. First Saturday nutrition, and the location that we've been at in Detroit since we started um, has been one where I decided, you know, it would come to a close this December. This month will be our last one, and showed up for the nutrition class. The, just yesterday and the door is locked no one's there people are coming in you know turning into the parking lot I'm sitting in my car waiting for somebody to open the door I'm calling the owner she's not answering I'm texting she's not responding and here we are I have food in my car I'm ready to do a lecture we have all these people registered and crickets <laughs> I'm talking about radio silence and we wait. The, the class was meant to start at noon, noon, 12, 15, 12, 10, you know, and like eventually I get out of my car and I go up to everybody's literal car window and I'm like, I'm sorry and I'm really embarrassed to say this, but there's nobody here to unlock the door. Nobody's answering their phone and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to cancel class. And so it was majorly embarrassing and it made me just kind of think about you know, how we run our businesses. I eventually uh, ended up getting in touch with the owner's aunt who called me back and was like, oh yeah, she's out of town. 
that's the biggest way. What it wasn't an emergency that Jack, just happened. To right. You I'm like maybe something happened to her children. Not exactly. saying that you know, God forbid, but right. That's where you can understand the exactly. lack of communication because you didn't even see it happening. Exactly. You were blindsided. But you packed for this vacation. You hopefully got in touch with the people who comes to your establishment. Let them know that, that the business would be closed. Right. Because you're not the only person who needed this particular um, business to be open. Mm -hmm. The whole thing, the lack of respect, the lack, lack of communication. Yes. Everything. This is not your first month. How long have you been at the facility? I mean, since the summer, for sure. So since it was warm. And I was just really blown away by, you know, just the lack of thoughtfulness. The lack of thoughtfulness. Even if it was a last minute trip, when you run a business, it is your responsibility to ensure that things are taken care of, business is going to go on as usual or whatever in your absence, period. You let somebody know, oh, I know, you know, you use the office at this time. Let me let you know. I won't be here. Let me make sure you have access to a key mm -hmm. or make sure I give someone a key to bring. I mean, it was just the, the in how inconsiderate the entire situation was. And now I had to cancel a whole nutrition class for the community. And luckily, most of the people that came were recurring people. So mm -hmm. they knew me. They knew right. that. I was reliable. And right. when I say this doesn't happen, they, they knew like, no, this must be a fluke because she's always on time. She always delivers, you know, but imagine going to an event for the first time and they come walking up to your car. Saying, talking about event canceled. Come, start. come next month. This, this month I'm locked out. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm exactly. Not, yeah. I won't be back next month, but good luck on everything. Exactly. So, I'm not yeah. returning. And so it was truly, it was truly disheartening. And um, so I'm happy to say, though, for starting in January 2019, the Black Health Academy, our free first Saturday monthly nutrition class, will be at a new location um, in downtown Detroit, right off the Dequinder Cut and or right off the riverfront. And we're going to be changing the time. It's still going to be every first Saturday, but instead of noon, we'll be starting at 10 a.m. And uh, before I reveal the, the location, I'm going I'm actually meeting with the owner today to finalize everything. Um, so I will, hopefully we'll be doing that on the next episode. And you guys, of course, will be getting emails and everything like that for those of you who are local. So thank you for continuing to rock with us. Again, I apologize for, uh, spontaneously having to cancel the community nutrition class yesterday. Um, but I don't plan on that happening again in the future. And I'm ensuring that with a new location. I had another mini way. What, what, Jay, why yesterday? I'm sitting next to, you know, April. Yeah. She's like, I was asking her, like, how's your diet? Like, how have you been eating? You know, everything you still stand on the up and up. She had a little slippage before, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, but those Fritos. I was like, what? Are you still obsessed and addicted <laughs> to Fritos, right? Because that was an issue for her before. And she's like, yes. With some cream cheese. Now, uh, Dairy-free cream cheese. Right, she buys right. the Kite Hill brand. Uh -huh. She literally, her snack of choice is to dip the Frito, but the big Fritos that you can scoop uh -huh. into cream cheese. Why is that a way what? It sounds so disgusting. No, it don't sound delicious. Cream cheese that you spread on a bagel? Yes, no. That sounds kind of good, actually. Not a way what at all. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Let's nah. move on. Let's yeah. get into obesity. Let's, All right. Yeah, let's dive right. into the topic. You sure? Cream cheese and Fritos. That's not a problem for us. No. Nah. You look like you might be on your way to get I'm some. Like, <laughs> you look like 
you looking for your keys right now. Why? Right. Can you handle the question? The way what is <laughs> the fact that I just realized you could do this podcast by yourself. <laughs> Took me a while to realize. I'm about to head on down the road. <laughs> like, what if you need me? I got to go. I was so shocked by that. That's okay. not a good thing to like eat on a regular basis. No, it's completely unhealthy. Yes, yeah, I just thought it was a weird combo. Taste goes. That sounds. I can 100 percent roll with Fritos that. and cream cheese. Absolutely, absolutely. Free cheese. Oh, that was too much. That was you know too somebody. Else said, somebody you know I'm the corny one on the podcast. <laughs> You know I'm the corner. I don't want to talk about it. And you know where we stand. Corn bar. Anywho. Anywho. So let's get into obesity. So obesity as a disease. I think, yeah, Jay, you and I were talking about recently. Just kind of, of course, just talking about the health of our culture. And um, it really occurred to us, like, we need to go into detail about obesity as an actual chronic disease yeah. that you could potentially die from mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and not just who I need to let lose a little weight I mm-hmm. need to and everything will be fine right so let's get into it because I know this is a juicy one for you and you have a lot to share as well and before you do that I just wanted to define what obesity is because I think we use it interchangeably with overweight mm-hmm. and 70 while 75 percent of America is overweight um a smaller percentage of that, which is about 58%, is actually is actually obese. And um, obesity is a chronic condition, not acute. So chronic means ongoing condition. Mm-hmm. And it's defined as a body mass index of 30 or higher. So a body mass index of 25 to 30 is mm-hmm. overweight. Body mass index of 30 or higher is considered obese. And there are three, there's actually three different classes of obesity. Like class one, class two, class three, like class, as it should be, as, as it should be, and because class three is like a massively, you know, like my six hundred pound wife right. type of obese. So, but the body mass index, and there's plenty of online calculators where you can um, get your body mass index calculated right online in like two seconds, and kind of determine where do you fall. Safe zone, we want to keep keep it, I think, between like 18 to 22. Yeah, yeah roughly I would say about that. Will be yeah. a safe zone for you um, because it's based on your height and your weight in kilograms. So do an online calculator because if you like putting your weight on in pounds, if you're in America, you put your weight in in pounds, it'll, the online calculator will convert everything for you. Mm-hmm. So you just put in your weight and your height and, um, and it'll convert you and let you know what your BMI is. So the first to do for you guys this week is to figure out where you fall on that scale Mm -hmm. so you'll know what you're dealing with are you safe are you overweight or are you obese right so Mm -hmm. anything above 30 is obesity yeah i was reading um as i was you know researching for this topic today that one of the um contributions to I said, should say contributors because contribution makes it sound like a positive thing (laughs) (laughs) um is the social accepted normal body weight in America is shifting towards a heavier weight. No doubt. So, you know what I mean? I know that we already know that we see a lot of different things on social media saying, trying to push us mm-hmm. into acceptance, but they were actually saying, confirming that it's actually working, that it's really working oh, no in society 
for the people who are already overweight, the people who are getting overweight, and the people who aren't overweight from the way they treat the people yeah. who are. You know, because I was telling you, my nephew, he's in high school, and I was like, do people still get teased for being overweight? He's like, oh, no. no. What? No. They don't. And I'm glad. Because they're all overweight. Because they're all overweight. Yeah. It's, it's now. They're the majority now. They're the majority now. Absolutely. Like, you know, what is there to tease about? Absolutely. And I'm glad that no one is being teased. Don't get me wrong. But it makes me sad that that's, that's, that that's the that's reason why. That's becoming the standard. Absolutely. That's, you know. So, yeah, definitely. And, and, and it's not looked at, as you said, as a disease. Mm -mm. We're now looking at it from an aesthetic standpoint. Well, she or he, it, you know, they're cute. Mm -hmm. They dress nice. Mm -hmm. They... You know, they're not this or they're not that versus looking at the fact that not necessarily their BMI because no one thinks that technically, mm -hmm. but thinking this is very unhealthy because yes. they are severely overweight, obese. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you and if you have a, a child, you know, that's a little heavy, get their do their BMI too. Put in their age and their um height. I mean, but yeah, their age, their height, their weight into a BMI calculator and see what they come out to because childhood obesity is running rampant in the United States. The United States has the highest rate of obesity in the world and childhood obesity. We're really leading the pack with that as well. Really? Yeah. 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 Childhood obesity is an epidemic. Yeah, I know it's an epidemic, but I just, I don't know. Sometimes I think I get so into my own world. Mm -hmm. What, like as we were talking offline earlier about the people around you. You know, if you're a certain size, the people around you—they're not necessarily your size, but they're around the range. Oh yeah, of your size. It's and not so are, be... so are their kids. Absolutely. So it's, I don't have much. Um, I'm not gonna say access, but I don't have that much interaction yeah. with seeing overweight children. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it's a huge thing. No pun intended. Okay, so how are we going to go addressing it? Like, what we're going to talk about? The so, first, I want to talk about the causes of obesity. Okay, before we get into you know what it can lead to, because I, I think we have five different causes of obesity, and I kind of want to go step by step because it's interesting right. when you and I were talking about it. So the five. The five causes of obesity, which we'll go by each one, behavior, genetics, environment, emotional, and health complications, right? So let's start with the easy one and get this one out the way, genetics, right? Now, they have identified in Western medicine a gene that could tell us whether or not you're predetermined to be overweight. I don't like that. Number one... And she's off. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Go on, tell us then. Because you're not saying, oh, I'm going to tell you this gene you have to say if you're going to have Down syndrome mm -hmm. or if you're going to have, um, you know, like a cleft, mm -hmm. you know, chin or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Something that no matter what you did, you couldn't avoid it. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, I'm going to tell you about something that you have power to reverse or have power to control. So it's almost like giving someone permission absolutely you know but i'm gonna challenge you there because that you can make the exact same argument of telling somebody they predisposed for type 2 diabetes or hypertension those have genetic markers too and and True. that and they can do something about those just as much and and avoid True. them through lifestyle and diet True. so 
I think in this case, we actually shouldn't put the onus on medicine. We should put the onus on the patient. You're, you're right. They shouldn't take it as permission and to give up and say, well, this is my fate. But I also don't I also don't agree with that. They shouldn't know or they shouldn't be told that just because we can't trust them to act right. OK, you have a valid point. I can't argue with you there. I can't argue with you there. It's definitely getting into the driver's seat no matter what it is. But I think because you're isolating hypertension and isolating high cholesterol, a person feels more empowered versus when you say, oh, you're going to be obese. Mm -hmm. Like, what do, where do I go from here? You get what I'm saying? It's so broad. Obesity is broad? High cholesterol. Think about high cholesterol. Okay. Let's think about high blood pressure. Okay. You can simply say... Um, reduce the amount of sodium in, in your diet, right? Yes. Exercise. Yeah. And let's just say re reduce the amount of, let's say, meat or just whatever in your diet that you're uh, processed food. Okay. With being obese, uh -huh. it's just so many different factors. And I just think telling someone that is a, it's, it's just like, Okay, now there's 50 things you need to do to right. combat this. And it's just... It, it seems I, a little overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And, it, and if I, someone was to tell me that, if someone would, would have told me that, um, I would have felt like at a loss versus if they narrowed it down to one thing. Right. Okay. So what's your perspective with being overwhelmed? Now, okay, if somebody tell you that, it could be overwhelming, but the conversation shouldn't end there. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we're assuming, hey, you got the gene for obesity. See you in, see you in three months. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, so the conversation definitely shouldn't end there. Right. Right. Because this, this is now, this is where we put the onus on the medical provider. Right. And we, what type of dialogue are you having with your patients? Number one, that's delivering heavy news. Again, no pun. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to need you to grow up today. I can't grow up today, Jay. Maybe let's try again next week. I'm too tired to grow up today. <laughs> so Sorry, She gets a little childish when she's sleeping. So childish. So now we have to put the onus on the medical provider to make sure that the conversation is being had properly. With Okay, so there's so many things to address. We need to... Then point out the fact that most medical professionals have what? Is it one hour or two hour of nutrition? Oh, they getting that much now? Some zero. Zero? Really? Yeah. Huh? I'm not even sure that there are nutrition classes in medical school. And I'll ask you. You know tomorrow. what? I, I did look at the curriculum for a program and they had taken nutrition out of the, um, the, um, was it for a nursing program or for mm -hmm. Jay? I don't even. So it's funny. Tomorrow I'll be uh, speaking at Wayne State Medical School, and I'm gonna because I'm sp I'm speaking to medical students. I'm gonna ask, do you guys get nutrition? I'm gonna ask. That's I mean, I'm just gonna go straight to the source, and I'm gonna report back because I'm not sure that they do because I know it, it's considered like a specialty, right? Because Oftentimes, a doctor will refer a patient to an RD. Right, right. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. But oftentimes, they're not even referring them to an RD, registered dietitian, right? They're not even referring them to an they're RD. They're referring them to a PO. And then, a period. Absolutely. Yeah, You're right. Here's a script, and 
you know, next. But Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So, okay, so genetics can be one cause of obesity, kind of, meaning you're predisposed, but then you assisted your genes with your lifestyle because predisposed has nothing to do with outcome. There's correlation there, but there's not causation there. Mm-hmm. You can't say I'm obese because I'm genetically predesigned. A- absolutely. Your genetics... Load the gun, but your diet and lifestyle put a trigger. I can't say yeah, that enough. Yeah, we express our 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 what genetics have lay, laying dormant in us. So Period. it can lay dormant for your whole life, but then Absolutely. your lifestyle will express it Absolutely. if you don't live the correct lifestyle. That's so, right. Yeah, definitely genetics. Though we can't okay. we can't ignore that. We can't ignore it. Right, but it's a very small factor. Okay, mm-hmm. next cause of of uh, obesity: health complications. What do you say? What do you mean by health complications? So we talked about your thyroid getting removed, for example, hormonal imbalances in your body causing you to be more prone to weight gain or you're treating another disease like Tiffany with the RA. She had to take steroids. So people that take steroids are more prone to weight gain, Mm -hmm. obviously. Right. So if you have another disease or if you've had hormonal disruption in your body, your metabolism Mm-hmm. may have slowed down tremendously and you're more likely to gain weight quicker right what do you think about that is is that is that a, i don't know if that's just like genetics i don't know if that's a full-on cause i don't know if you get to say this is my this is what i think and this is what i was telling someone and sounding very, very strict, as they say. I think there's like a, a protocol, for a lack of a better word. Um, everyone thinks, as you say, you know, the absence of a diagnosis and the absence of your doctor diagnose. I mean, I'm sorry, the absence of a diagnosis or being just told that you're unhealthy flat out is not the presence of good health. Right. And I think a lot of times when people um, are diagnosed with such health complications that they feel like at that time, that's when they can address good habits, right? Okay. So I think the bad habits correlated with these health complications. Agreed. Is, is what, what it you're is. Saying. So here's, here's my theory about that. Stress overrides good intentions. It overrides good intentions. Mm-hmm. But good habits override stress. Mm-hmm. So when you already have good habits, you need to go and repeat that because that was good. That was I. I need to repeat that. I'm talking about you nailed it in the ground. <laughs> I'll repeat it one more time. We're gonna do it for okay. a minute. Okay. So stress overrides good intentions, mm. right? But good habits override stress. Church. And for those who aren't following me on that, a lot of people think, well, if I got diagnosed with type two diabetes, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I can't believe they're doing that. They got this. They need to do that. However. The stress of that diagnosis is heavy. It's heavy on you. Yes. And and the way you handle stress might be actually compounding with the problem. Yes. You know, and you're eating worse. And you're not, who wants to get up and exercise? They've been told they, you know, they have these a heart disease or they have diabetes or, you know, anything like that. So now stress is overriding your good intentions, what you thought you would do. However, if you already had those good habits. It was already in practice. If they were like Tiffany, for example. Oh, perfect example. For example. Perfect Tiffany example. Tiffany already had the, the good practices and the good habits. So when so she when got the diagnosis. It overrode the stress. Come on now. Church. Come Listen. on now. 
I need to find some gospel music. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. No. Okay, so that was health complication. And that was perfect. You nailed that. Okay, so next cause of obesity. We got genetics, we got emotional. I mean, we got genetics and we got health complications. Next, emotional. Okay. Okay. So, I just said Tiffany. They're like, who's Tiffany? If, listen, if this is your first episode, you need to go back and listen to a few more and you know what's going on with <laughs> okay. Tiffany. is our third fit chick who got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis a couple years ago. And she kicked into high gear with her already healthy habits of working out and eating right. Took it to level 10. Got off all steroids. Brought the inflammation down in her body from 18 to 1. And is completely off of all steroids. Don't have to take any medications for RA. She's just taking a medication to, you know, ward off possible lupus, which runs in her family. But nothing that got to do with RA. Did so. you just say it casual? That's what it is. That's anyway, what it is. We're going moving to... on. Okay, let's move on. It's the big homie. So, emotional. Now, could emotional disturbances be a cause of obesity, Jay? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, in this instance, are we talking more about mental health? Right. Yeah, but you already know that it triggers things in your body when you 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 know feel good mentally and emotionally. Absolutely, that it trigger it manifests in a physical manifestation oh, yeah. of things. Yeah, so, there's a literal a literal chemical manifestation. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I, I'm gonna go and forgive me for those who have health complications that might want to just curse me out, but emotional distress sometimes. Mm -hmm. Is just wreaks just as much ha havoc on your weight as health complications. Agreed, a thousand percent. You agree? Yeah. I mean, the 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 type of um, <clears throat> depression an individual can slip into from a loss, mm -hmm. whether it's a loss of a job or a loss of a spouse or a loss of a loved one, loss you know of a relationship, the loss of anything. Right. Well, a lot of us treat those life occurrences with food. Mm -hmm. Right. We treat those life occurrences with uh, sedentary mm -hmm. behaviors. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you said in a previous example, if those things were not already in place. Right. And so you get, you know, surprised by something in life unexpected. Right. It you're, just you send you into a spiral. Right. And you're not going to just. Yeah. You're you may want to do all the things Right. But like you said, good intentions. Good intentions. But stress overrode the good intentions. But if you had the discipline and you had the good habits, right. right? So it's the same, you know, health complications, the same thing with the emotional emotional piece. And that's why it's so important when we talk about the personal development and the self-development, because it's not because I'm going through something right now. It's because I just want to be ready mm -hmm. because I know the way life is set up is coming. Yeah. My friend at work <laughs> said, um, I asked him, do he work out? He's like, yeah. He told me his workout. He's like, I, I work out every day. I do this. I do some crun um, some crunches. I do some bicep curls. I do this. I do this. I hit the bag or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. That's what's up. You working out every day? He's like, yeah. Ain't nobody about to kick my A out here in these streets. I don't know when I'm going to have to fight. Period. <laughs> Period. Almost felt you for a possible fight that may happen. Or may not. Or may not. I'm More ready. than likely may not. I'm ready. You're not even out here like this. I'm ready, I'm, though. Let me tell you something. I'm grown man, and you're not about to throw them hands right. without me. <laughs> without me being ready. Nah, I, no, it ain't got nothing to do with the ladies. It ain't got nothing to do with my own narcissist, what I see in the mirror when I wear no. this tight shirt. No. I ain't got a vacation I'm, coming up. I've been married 10 years already. That ain't coming up. <laughs> nothing. Listen, 
I might have to throw these hands because I know where I'm from. Right. <laughs> and I know and I know what kind of mouth I got on right. me. You know, I get a little snazzy sometimes. I got to be able to back it up. I'm not walking away because it would my butt beat because I wasn't ready. Jay. He said I might have to throw them hands. I can't. Yeah, work out every day. Told me to work out. Yeah. Pull-ups, uh, bag, push up, everything. And these hands. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Listen, it's I really so hard, but that's real talk. That's real talk because it's really all about staying ready. So, yes, you know, a high emotionally stressful situation can throw you into a tailspin. No doubt about it. It can throw you into a level of depression that's incomprehensible. It can throw you into anxiety and panic attacks. It could really throw you into a, a point of cognitive degradation, right? We understand that. That's no doubt. We're not saying, but what we're saying is if you are already doing the work. Yeah. And it, it will be second nature. You won't have to think about it. You could navigate those, those rough waters much better. You can, can say it better myself. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not a thought. It's you're in auto. Most of us move on autopilot anyway. Anyway. So when you're in autopilot, because like you said, you lost your job or you lost your spouse or someone in your life or, you know, any, any type of life altering, changing thing, you're now an autopilot. So you're going to do the things that you usually do every day. Yeah. So I hope those things are already good. So you don't have to look in the mirror six months from now. And now you have a whole new problem. Yes. Yeah. And you got an addiction. Right. You got, right. Absolutely. You got an eating disorder now. You got an addiction. You've let your relationship with your children or other people close to you that are still here completely, you know, degrade. Like there's so many reasons. So yes, emotions can definitely cause obesity. The next one, Jay, we got two more left, right? Really quickly. And then we're going to kind of get into um, what obesity itself leads to. So, uh, okay. So we were going back and forth between these last two environment versus behavior. So causes of obesity, we got genetics, we got health complications and we got emotional, emotional, emotional distress, but behavior and environment. You said at first they was kind of the same things to you, right? And I don't think so, right? We Environment can cause obesity because like we see in so many African-American or minority neighborhoods, right? We know unhealthy food is advertised 13 times greater than minority low-income neighborhoods than any other. And we know that those are typically considered food deserts where it is there's uh, very hard to get access to fresh, whole, real food. Yeah high quality food and we know those local grocery stores are typically overpriced then we also know there's gas stations liquor stores and all the fast food places you could dream of yeah easily accessible easily accessible. no car no problem no car no problem yeah. right so this this is our environment right we can easily see how one could become obese in that environment uh-huh. but we can't pair the environment without the it has to go with the behavior because even though you're in that environment is it a is it an argument that well i didn't have a choice these are my only choices no my argument is your environment creates your behavior right you're okay you can your environment dictates your behavior now to a certain extent you know because you can be 100 percent calm just left yoga you know meditated grounded yourself in the earth and then leave all of that good stuff 
and walk into somewhere where there's nothing but toxic people mm -hmm. and then you're automatically taken up to 20. Mm -hmm. Because now you're in the environment and it's dictating your behavior at that point. You may go from that to arguing with somebody in 10 seconds. You ain't all the way in yet then. See, I believe you can be in an environment and still stay at a you two. You can. You can. You, you, you absolutely can. It's possible. It's possible because you've done the work to make those conscious decisions in the moments. You know how people say, we say things like, I'm not going to let you take me there. Yeah. Have a great day. Right. 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 So we can make those conscious decisions in those moments and not let our environment dictate our behavior. So why can't we do it with food? Well, that will, ha that will have to be for a person that's already um, health conscious. Okay. So when you when I say dictate your behavior, the environment dictated that behavior from so, for someone who di who didn't have a firm stance. So what if the opposite happened? Be. I moved you out to the suburbs. All this stuff ain't even available and accessible. I think people will start eating better. I really do. So you I don't really think do. they will seek out unhealthy stuff initially? But I think it would. They would literally start eating better. I honestly do. Mm. Just like in Portland. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everybody wasn't in the proper. I mean, every there was only a few people that were overweight. Mm -hmm. Even if they moved from another state, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure that they probably initially were looking for the Burger Kings and the McDonald's. But then they were like, "Oh, okay, this is what this environment is. Let me adapt." Mm -hmm. So you will get in line and become part of the majority. I believe so. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. You're going to Uber 20 miles at McDonald's or you're going to drive 20 miles. You're going to adapt and adjust. And you'll cook it yourself. All those grocery stores out there got all but the But I believe the subconscious influence will begin to happen. Okay. I all do right. believe that. And so, and this is, this is real talk because this is what I haven't believe the opposite happens in our, in our neighborhoods. But literally driving past a yoga place every single day on the way home from work. Will start to bleed into your subconscious. Literally driving past yeah. a salad place every day exactly. would begin, or yeah. a smoothie place, or a gym on every other corner. Or people jogging down the street. Oh, yes, driving yeah. past bikers and joggers. For example, when I moved into our neighborhood in Lathrop Village, I noticed that everybody was dog walkers. I mean, this neighborhood. Hell More dogs sleep. than people. We ain't know which one was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This dog, there must be like a dog house. They all just get walked and go home together or something because it was, <laughs> I swear it was more dogs than people. But, um, and then when I got a dog, it was hands down, no brainer. Now, I've had a dog before. Okay. In the hood. Yes. Well, no dog. We'll let you out in the backyard. Yeah, but we don't walk dogs around we here. We don't walk dogs around here. Mm. But when I got around to this other neighborhood where people walk their dogs, I'm talking about early morning or in the evening, depending on their work schedule, or I've seen senior citizens walking their dog. Mm. I've seen people on their bike mm -hmm. with their dog beside them, on skateboards with their dog. Mm. Like everyone, this, you, if you have a dog, you walk your you dog. You couldn't wait to get out in the world with your dog. Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me grab that leash. Right. That retractable like, leash. Let me go out here and show them you yeah. get walked too. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so your environment dictated it, your behavior. It, my environment definitely dictated my behavior. Absolutely. And to the point when I first started getting into health, the girls will run past my window with their ponytail swinging side to side. I never forget. I used to just really wish I could run. 
Like every time I would try to run at two minutes in, my chest would start hurting. I would get so tired. I just was in bad shape. Mm -hmm. But because of my neighborhood, I wanted to run in my neighborhood. Yes. It just looked it just looks so healthy. It looks so free. Oh, yeah. And, and I became a runner. I can run for miles now. So I definitely believe that your environment Absolutely. dictates your behavior. Okay. I agree. I agree. Um, it doesn't have to, but doesn't I do to, agree because yeah. I know there was some chunky butts in your neighborhood that weren't running. <laughs> well, excuse me. First of all, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't, <laughs> you don't know that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I cannot with you. Go on. Them little ponytails were swinging past a lot of windows, and everybody wasn't motivated. That's all I'm saying. All <laughs> right. Now, y'all little chunky butts that got y'all listen up here now. Listen, because it does work. It does work both ways. Yeah. And I mean, for sure, it works both ways. And you ways. know what? Because we, we are in environments that are very conducive to unhealth all the time. We go to events. But we, we're conscious. That's the difference between. That's what conscious. I'm saying. You can you can be on either side you want to be on. We're conscious about our health, and we're going to make choices accordingly, and not necessarily be influenced by environment. And then somebody can do the same thing, and be, you know, essentially committed to being sedentary, committed to eating a certain way unhealthily, and also not be influenced by a neighborhood that's going or environment that's conducive to health. True. That's I all agree. I'm saying. I agree. But environment plays a huge role in obesity, no doubt, especially seeing as um, African-Americans have a much higher rate of obesity than Caucasians. And I'm going to rattle off those numbers because I thought they were quite interesting. Um, and then behavior obviously plays a huge role in obesity in that we struggle with food addictions. We struggle with resistance to change. Mm -hmm. We struggle with not having a diagnosis and, and assuming that's equivalent to health and mm -hmm. not having to do anything at the moment because I'm not on medications. I, my doctor said I have a clean bill of health and I'm not due back to the doctor until my physical next year. I got mm -hmm. 365 more days to act this way, right? So um, all of those things are choices and behaviors that lead us to destruction and we look up and we are farther along than we expected to be. So check this out, Jay. Before we get into our next segment, I want to rattle off some stats about obesity uh, before we get into what uh, our increased risk of diseases because of obesity. It says obesity has been cited as a contributing factor to approximately 100 to 400,000 deaths in America mm. per year. 100 to 400,000 people die per year because of obesity. It costs society an estimated $117 billion dollars. In both direct and indirect costs. So direct costs are like preventative measures, diagnostics, treatment services related mm -hmm. to weight. Indirect costs is absenteeism, loss of future earnings, and premature death. Mm -hmm. Crazy, right? <clears throat> and this, this cost exceeds the health care costs associated with smoking. And accounts for 6 to 12% of the national health care expenditures in the United States. That's huge. I mean, a lot of times, you know, obviously that's nothing that's usually on the forefront of anybody's mind when they're making their own personal choices. But it is insane the amount of money that we can allocate to other needs in this country mm -hmm. if we weren't trying to, you know, treat a preventable disease. Um, but really quickly, stats about obesity in the African-American community. The obesity rate for Caucasian adults in the U.S. was 29.7% in 2015. Caucasian men 
31.1%, Caucasian women, 27.5%. Mm-hmm. In their case, their women are smaller than their men. Mm-hmm. Caucasian men, 31%, Caucasian women, 27% rates mm-hmm. of obesity. In the African-American community, the obesity rate for adults in 2015 was 39.8%. Mm-hmm. Caucasians was 29.7. For adult black men, the rate of obesity was 34.4%. And adult black women, 44.7%. Doesn't surprise me. Not at all. And I want to be very clear. We're only talking about obesity here. So 44.7% of black women are obese. 34.4% of men. And 39.8 39.8 overall of black people are obese. But if you added in that number overweight, oh yeah, skyrockets to, to about 70, 75% mm-hmm. of African Americans are overweight and or obese. Mm-hmm. That's really significant, Jay. I mean, we're really battling this chronic disease and we see it. Like we didn't need a number to know. Right. This. We you go to a mall, you watch television. Whatever you do, we I, we see it in everything. You just go on social media, right? We see it. But yeah, but depending on who it is, it's either frowned upon or celebrated. I think that Agreed. that is part of the problem because if everyone is not on one accord with with what we should do to help eradicate the problem. Mm-hmm then sometimes the problem isn't even seen as a problem to be right. eradicated. Exactly. We know we're not, there's not a problem that exists. I don't see the problem. I'm, I'm, the guys love it. The men love it. The, the, guy, the men love artists. A lot of women artists. want to be the size. They a lot of like women. being skinny. Yeah. Um, you know, then we have the things that will make you look um, like a Coke bottle of, you know, snatching your waist, oh, pull it yeah. in, pull it oh, in yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. To give the appearance that, that, Everything is under control. And so we have those. And it's just so many different things that's like a, a crutch. A crutch to stay in the same. And that was just actually a really good point you made about we have tools mm-hmm. that we've created in our society to give the appearance mm-hmm. of something that we aren't mm-hmm. so that we don't feel pressure. Exactly. To really be that way. To really or, do the work. Or to have a Coke bottle. Go out to that high school reunion. Remember back in the day when someone had a high school reunion? Like, my reunion is in four months. I got to get in shape. I got to get in shape. Now it's like, my I got to get in shape. Yeah, get my reunion is tonight. I'm yeah. going to the mall. So exactly. I, I told you I spoke at the event yesterday, and the young lady, you know, recommended to the women in the audience that they buy something called the Miracle Shaper. And she said, hey, you can't eat or drink anything when you wear this, but you will have that figure you want. And people were soaking it up. They were writing it down. They were really happy to get this information about where they could go somewhere to buy a shaper Versus. to appear a certain way. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. So you're right. There's, there's tools in our society that's been, that have been created and we're not other tools that have been created. Filters. Yeah. Right? A lot of filters. A lot of filters I on our camera. I saw one sponsored. Oh, my timeline. And it was um, an overweight woman, and the filter just brought in her, brought her, like, her waist and everything in to to give the appearance. I was like, oh. wow. It just went from 
and just, just one shrink. side and just make, yeah. gave you a perfect. Yeah. So all um, these Photoshop like perfect. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. Subjectively. But, but yeah, all these Photoshop like tools that you can do to alter your body. Right. Then we have actual real augmentation. You can literally go to, you know, a doctor and get liposuction here. Get this taken out of here and placed here. You can get shots. You can fluff up something and you can shrink something down. So we have all these tools in our society. When the bottom line is, it's not about you looking good to, tonight. It's really very, 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 very harmful and it could be fatal, period. To be in this situation and it needs to be, it really, really needs to be reversed and it can be. And it can be. That's the thing. So real quick, some diseases that obesity are typically a gateway to because high blood pressure, diabetes, bone and joint disease, uh, certain cancers, gallbladder, gallstones, gout, um, sleep apnea, which is really Huge. scary. Sleep apnea is really Asthma. Um, yes. I don't know if allergies are considered, um, you know, because it breaks. Is it such a thing? And oh, that's when I threw in there because it breaks down your, <laughs> you look like, huh, allergies. Yep. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it breaks down your immune system when you don't eat uh, healthy. Yeah. So I, I just believe, you know, I just threw that on the end. Well, now, we done told the people we delivered them credible information. <laughs> I believe. Science-based facts. Oh, with an asterisk. Okay. Allergies, Allergies with an asterisk, people. Um, so you're telling me when once inflammation is reduced, <laughs> once you're eating a plant I don't disagree with you, Jack. Okay. I'll just do I'm throwing you. allergies in there. And you well, can somebody take gonna say, "Why she lying? She 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 being extra <laughs> she right now. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> no, uh, it's pollen B. Okay, <laughs> whatever, y'all. Y'all, that was a right. free one. Take it or not. Right, no. right. Do with it. Do with it what you will. Okay. So, um, and and then also to add a couple on to that, the psychosocial. We cannot ignore the higher prevalence of or higher chances of getting like depression anxiety things like agoraphobia right where you have fear i've heard a lot of people talk about their fear to eat in public because they're overweight mm -hmm. their fear to go out in public um i've had people tell me that they don't go to events and they lie about their availability so they won't have to squeeze into seats at mm -hmm. certain venues mm -hmm. right so i mean it's really it takes a toll on your psychosocial development Definitely. Heavily. It takes a toll on your social life, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these things. Oh, one I failed to mention, the one that had my eyes bugged out earlier when I was reading about it, because I knew that being obese puts a strain on your heart. But I was like, but exactly why does it put a strain on you? Like, oh, in yeah. what way? Right. And it actually, the, the heart has to pump um, a greater volume of blood with each and every heartbeat. So that's what really got me going because I thought it was a strain on your heart, yeah. but maybe on Tuesday, if you had a good day, it was okay. I didn't know what every single beat of your heart, yeah. every single beat, every single day. More blood. That, yeah. That your heart is being strained. Yep. And that is such, that was such a big deal to me. It is a big deal. Yeah. So that's why heart attacks are so prevalent when, um, you know, being overweight and being obese. Because oh Yeah. It's working harder. Just it's a direct that. line it's a direct, to heart disease. Right. To the number one cause of death in America. Absolutely. They are first cousins for sure. Obesity and congestive heart failure, heart disease, um, and high blood pressure. Because you're right. And then, you know, when you have, because when you had me watch 
that documentary, Obesity Postmortem. Post-mortem. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended, guys. If you have next next Netflix, hopefully it's still on there. Because I know sometimes Netflix takes films down, but if it's still on there, look up Obesity Postmortem. And as long as you have the stomach for it, it's a it's literally them performing an autopsy mm-hmm. on a person who died of obesity. Mm. That wasn't confirmed, though. So. Okay. Was it? Yeah, she had a whole bunch of fat, visceral fat around her yeah, organs. She had fatty liver disease. And I thought they said she died. Cause yeah, I guess it's I mean, her heart things. failed because it was too yeah. much. Who, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I buy into the, when they label it one thing and don't call it that. Like, no, she died from, yeah, obesity. They said her heart failure. <laughs> right. They, but yeah, yeah, okay. Got it. Real bad allergies. Right. So. <laughs> Shut up. So. Trying but, to save people out here. Yeah, allergies. <laughs> You just make it up facts. So, <laughs> but obesity postmortem is was a really good visual example of what your body actually yeah. looks like on the inside when you have all this excess fat, and so all that extra fat around your organs is deadly. Mm-hmm. So you know, while all these chronic diseases are a risk when you're obese, so is mortality. Period. Mm-hmm. Mortality is a is a definite risk, and. I think, was that me and you who said, I, I've never seen an obese senior citizen? Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, right. I, I thought about that since we've been thinking about, talking about this. Like, I've never seen an obese senior citizen. Yeah, I obese, was, overweight, of course. Overweight, but, but no. But I've never seen a four, 500 pound, 80 year old, 85 year old. I just and haven't. You won't. And you won't. Because obesity shortens your life. And mm-hmm. if you're at a place now where you know you're trending, you're kind of tipping the line, then, um, Really make a con- conscious choice to start working towards this, Jay. So let's 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 go into some, some solutions. Let's go into you know a couple things we can offer them before we wrap up. To okay, where do I start, Lisa and Jay? You guys have defined it for me. You gave me stats. You told me what disease I'm at risk of, um, and I was just about to go in here and get this second slice of cake. So talk me off the ledge. One of the very first things is not even what you eat, what you drink, where you go. My very very first suggestion actually would be. Filter your timeline with what you desire. Um, you know, start following the people who are very health conscious. Stop following the chefs who's going to put the mac and cheese and the fried chicken all down your timeline. Um, mm. Filter your your timeline till till it trains your subconscious. Yes, because. That type of stuff is downloaded into your hard drive, whether you think you're thinking about it or not. So if you're following 100 people who are constantly motivating you, saying motivational quotes, saying they believe in you, showing you the before and after, showing you what can be done, showing you how to eat, your capacity to do these things gets greater. It does. Yes. I truly, truly believe that. I agree. You know, filter your timeline. Start deleting things that don't add purpose, that don't uh, elevate you, mm-hmm. and then start following things that do. You want the, your your timeline to be goal oriented. That will be the very first thing I would do. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. You know, when we uh, had created the Chance Weight Loss Formula, C H A N C is an acronym. C H A N C E. It's an acronym. Um, and I did the huge, I did the, the lecture I did on it yesterday. I actually recorded for you guys. So I 
think I'm going to upload that entire lecture into the Black Health Academy so you can hear me go through each one of those steps. But the E in chance stands for environment. And that's exactly what Jay is talking about. So if it's based on a formula, we're going to work backwards and start with changing your environment. It's important to note that environment is not just physical. It's also mm -hmm. social. It's mm -hmm. also right. So if you are able to change the environment and the subliminal messages that are being fed to your subconscious, like she said, on a daily basis, day in, day out, right? Because if you're like 80% of most Americans, you're always online somewhere, somewhere. getting some content. Yeah. And even the um, ads that will pop up will That's what I was about to say. The algorithms will right. change on what they even show you, mm -hmm. right? And so you're absolutely 100% correct. And then uh, my, my guidebook that's coming out, my five tips that every foodie needs before going plant-based, that's actually one of the tips. Mm -hmm. That's actually one really? of the tips. Yeah. That's actually one of the tips. Change what's coming down your word. And the tip is actually to follow people that are that share the same core values that you're attempting to adopt. Right. So make sure that, like you said, you, can, you, you can't even though chef is good, he's fire. He always cooking up something that looks greasy, delicious, you know, deeply fried, layered with gravy. But that's not, you know, the path you're trying to head down. You're going to have to unfollow. You're going to have to jump off of those email lists. Right. You're going to have to get those filters out of your social environment online and off a line because you aren't strong enough yet. Right. So mm -hmm. we're going to we got to start with the mindset and we got to make sure that you understand that this is a gradual process and we need baby steps so first start with your environment aka your ecosystem right and that might be the people you hang around too yeah because if yeah. they had lunch if they go were we eating for lunch today at work every oh, day oh yes that's that's, that's a dangerous trigger. place because that's also impacting your social life now because y'all used to getting some food kicking it that's the lunch you know what I mean? so now you're gonna have to navigate that new space if mm -hmm. you're not that's a trigger like mm -hmm. you said Mm -hmm. So we have, you're right. Yeah, I remember uh, we used to work with uh, Nicole. Do you remember Nicole from uh, mm -hmm. Gentiles? And she lost a lot of weight, got a trainer. And she said when she first started getting healthy, people were like upset because she was the fast food girl. Like they can call her like, I'm in Taylor right now. Tell me every fast food. She said, I wow. knew all the fast food places from north to west, from east to south. Wow. And when she said, when I started getting healthy, like I no longer wanted those phone calls. I no no longer entertained them. And and to be honest, I didn't know as much as I used to because, you know, I stayed on top of it. Then right, right. I right. wanted to know. I wanted to go, but I wasn't going anymore. And when people would call me, I remember what was that movie Friday? Baby D knew when all the new Twinkies was coming out. Remember? <laughs> you know, I don't be. You know, I don't know movies. Well, somebody just laughed. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. I always get so mad when people quote a movie. I don't you know jelly? You always get jelly. I don't know why. I don't be jealous. I just think. Well, in this one movie, it was this really overweight girl. She was a bully and her name was Baby D. I remember Baby D, though. Oh, yeah. And Mike Epps was like, here come Baby D. She know when all the new Twinkies coming out. Mike Epps is a whole entire. Not half a whole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so that was, that was Nicole. She knew all the hot stuff for the, for the junk food. She did. Yeah. Yep. If you want the flaming Hot Boys, that's going to be at the liquor store on. Wow. Yeah, she knew everything. Jay, but people were like, she said people literally would get upset. Not only because she didn't know where certain things was anymore, but because she was didn't want to go. Yeah. You know, like, I'm yeah. about to come pick you up. We're going to go, blah, blah, blah. Or meet me here. And she's like, no, thank you. I'm good. And she said the only way that she kept 
that under control was she dropped that. I think it was 1600 down. She said, I got my taxes and I dropped not, you know how you could pay in, in payment plans and installments. So I paid for all of the training sessions up front so I could be, you know, yeah, I have some money. accounting. Absolutely. So yeah. And you know, she lost weight. She looks great now. She, absolutely. She does. Absolutely. She does. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's important because it will take a toll on you. Mm -hmm. It will take a toll on you. Um, okay. So another tip, let's give them two more before we wrap up here, Jay. So you said absolutely change your environment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, okay. When we start talking about food, my suggestion would be first things first, unprocess your diet. So it's mm -hmm. not, it's not about stop eating something in particular, right? right? Like don't touch fry, just unprocess your, that's step one, mm -hmm. right? Not everything you eat needs to be made from scratch. Now here's the caveat. You don't have to be the one that made it from scratch, mm -hmm. right? Because people automatically think that means I cook all the right. time. No, 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 no. Somebody else, because you can go out to eat and that's made from scratch, mm -hmm. right? But you can also go out to eat and that's processed. So like Coney Island, right? If people may not be familiar with Detroit, but we have these restaurants called Coney Island here. A bunch of processed junk food, right? The, the bacon you're going to get there, the breakfast sausage, even the pancakes, the eggs are powder, right? Mm -hmm. That's all processed, right? And you can actually go somewhere where you get fresh food with real eggs and real whatever made from scratch. So un process your diet regardless of who's preparing it mm -hmm. next tip um my next tip would be know your triggers um i know we spoke about timelines and the people you hang with but certain ways you go home mm -hmm. that's your you know you always got to stop at captain j's mm -hmm. or this is mcdonald's mm -hmm. or you know you have to know yourself you have to really take a close look inspect what, what your, your habits are. What, what are your habits? Is it going to work without your lunch? And then when you get hungry, you immediately buy the first thing that you think of. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to start packing your lunch now. Mm -hmm. Is it because when you do pack your lunch, you have a taste for something really sugary? Okay, mm -hmm. now you have to start buying something or bringing something, I'm sorry, that you know that will um, help that sweet tooth out. Like I was mm -hmm. saying at your... Um, seminar you you know sometimes for me banana peanut butter with some walnuts and raisins mm -hmm. it, it helps that uh, sweet tooth when mm -hmm. it comes mm -hmm. like knowing what your trick don't just ignore it. like I got to be strong I got to be strong there's a way to be strong and also cater to your desires at the same time yeah you can you don't have to be miserable no. you need to know that you don't have to be miserable Absolutely. to get through the process like if you love things certain things if you love burgers you know they have a beyond burger just assuming that you're trying to go um, plant-based because certain things will help you get over the hump mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that you should adopt for you know a lifetime for the duration right but there's certain things bridges. that you can yeah bridges mm -hmm. bridges over trouble water like if you need it at that time you know but you have to first know what it is what you love and change your the conversation change the words i got to have my chicken i got to have my cheese oh yeah so, okay this is what i'm going to do because i don't eat cheese anymore right. this is what i'm going to do because i don't drink pop change anymore. that conversation change that conversation with yourself know what your weaknesses are and then address them yes and i remember your trigger can be a small because i remember you talked about your trigger of uh, getting gas. Every time you go to the gas station, you had to get a snack when you went in. Remember? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And my trigger was, I had the exact same trigger, but with the grocery store. You when I go to, grocery I shopping, know. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get some bulk nuts to munch on on the way home. Right. 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 So it was your trigger. Right. You're right. And what you and I used to do, and I still do, 
it's challenges, whether the challenge is a 30 day challenge, two week challenge, one week challenge. Um, I know for instance, I don't like eating salads. I'll give myself a salad challenge. Okay. One meal of the day has to be a salad. Mm -hmm. Or, um, if you don't like, um, if you eat added sugar, that that way you can you will know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. If you do a sugar challenge and you nail it, then that's not you know you have more strength than you thought. Mm -hmm. Or if you just think about sugar all day long, you really need to work on that. Like there's so many. I think the what I'm really just trying to say is being more conscious, mm -hmm. um, mindful eating, yeah, mindful and knowing and paying attention to yourself the way you've never paid attention before because we're like I said earlier we're always on autopilot and then sometimes we just have to rein those thoughts in and focus on ourselves and that's okay yes I love it um and finally I'm gonna say water of course water yeah water but people don't understand like you don't have to touch your food for two weeks mm -hmm. and you but long as you stop drinking everything else and just drink water because we're talking about obesity here mm -hmm. we know how drastic weight loss happened in the beginning when you're obese. So if you want to talk about a kickstart, y'all love them kickstarts, them seven days. I need a jump start, right? Mm -hmm. Water is your jump start. You're not allowed to drink anything else all day. Yeah. But I water. Agree, one thousand percent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That would change your life, actually. It because will. most of you guys are chronically inflamed. Mm -hmm. So let's let's bring the inflammation down out your body and see where the actual weight is. Let's see mm -hmm. where the actual fat is. Let's get the inflammation out of there. And you do that. With water, you also do that with getting rid of the um, the things that are causing inflammation, like sugar and dairy and mm -hmm. meat and alcohol and processed food. But significantly reduce the amount of inflammatory content you take in by just drinking water. Now, when I you have to stop drinking the stuff that's not water. I don't, I don't care if it's juice. I don't care if it's low calorie, zero calorie flavored powder that you pouring in water. All that's got to go. But now you have to intentionally drink water. Some of y'all just won't drink anything. Now people mm -hmm. just go all day. Won't right, I didn't drink no pop. But what did you? Drink? Or yeah, you didn't drink pop or anything else. So I need you to actually intentionally drink water and, you know, and, and, and be very consistent about it. So those are two things. Jay gave you two practical steps that had to do with um, psychosocial and environment, right? And I want to say one more point to that. Uh -huh. um, sharing your intentions with the right people. That can make or break your... Um, your goals, is that the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. It'll make or break your um, results. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sharing it with someone who always likes you, quote unquote, thick, or your bestie that's always been big right along with you, like Tracy, for instance, mm -hmm. how her friends were like, what? I thought we was going to get this surgery. Um, you may not get the type of um, support that you need. Mm -hmm. You got to be really careful with who you share your desires and your intentions with. That's true. So... Find, I'm not, you do need support. I'm not going to say you don't, but just make sure that you're sharing it with the right people. Just because your husband is, it has rooted for you in every other aspect that may make your, when you start accomplishing things, it starts to make people feel smaller or insecure or mm. start looking at their yes. lack and they That's start true. to feel minimized. That's true. So just really, really, really know who's in your corner. And, and share your goals and, and, and everything with them. And then the people who, they'll just sit back and they'll see it. They don't, they don't need to, to hear it. No, yeah, some people need to be witnesses and some people need to be um, passengers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Some people can be witnesses, but some people need to be passengers. So I agree, right? The people you tell, 
our passengers, right? Come along on this journey mm-hmm. with me. That's why I'm telling you. I need you to support me, blah, blah, blah. But and some of y'all don't need to know. No, you they just need to, to watch. Curve, waving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just witnesses. Going. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be back. Those witnesses gonna ask questions. You know, they gonna want to know. They gonna want to know later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my final tip. Just be really, really, um, just be really careful with who you you tell your information to because I've seen so many people get set back and discouraged. Agreed. Because of the words someone else would spew with little knowledge. You trying that thing? That don't even work. Did you try that before, girl? You doing that again? Oh, I tried that and it didn't work for me. Right. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. one thing. I just really, really wish didn't happen, but it happens so frequently. So just be aware. Be careful. And just believe in your journey. Absolutely. And stay consistent. Stay consistent. Let's wrap it up with the pledge, Jay. This is a good one. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Here's the Black Health Academy pledge, which can be found inside of the Academy. Remember, just in a couple weeks now, we will have only two membership tiers on the Academy, Platinum and Black. Starting in 2019, the Platinum membership tier will be 100% complimentary for everyone. And then the Black membership tier will be $29 a month. So make sure you visit theblackhealthacademy.com to learn more about the Academy. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. Make sure you're following us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram at the Black Health Academy. So you'll know we upload new content every single Wednesday into the Academy. This podcast is a bi-weekly podcast. And most lectures that I do out in the community, I upload for you to listen to inside the Academy. So lots of great content. And then this past week, Jay, I just uploaded a new masterclass about chronic chronic kidney disease so our most recent um upload was just this past last week depending on when you're listening to this but um was just last week and it was about chronic kidney disease and that's a that's a huge one so Mm -hmm. we might uh, visit that one on a podcast okay Okay. we're gonna wrap it up with the pledge and we'll see you guys back here in two weeks i the The black Black health academy Pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Until next time, guys, we'll see you back here. Take care.